Hi, it's Scott Rockfile, back with another podcast review for you. Going to talk about the 2003 film, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life. I did like the first one better than the second one. At least my memory tells me that. And when they came out on 4K a couple of years ago, I really, they weren't ones I was going to upgrade. But again, we mentioned it many times on this podcast, HamiltonBook.com had a steel book of the second one in 4K for like $7. Never seen it that cheap before, so why not? So it came in and sat on the shelf and I had nothing to do. I was looking for a movie. I'm like, you know what? I don't even remember much about this movie. Let me watch it and see. The Rotten Tomatoes is not good. It made a lot less than the first movie made and it kind of killed the franchise for a while. So let's, you know, let's watch this and see. The short version is it's not a bad film in any way, shape or form. It's just kind of a waste of a film. Actually, it had the best intentions. You have a decent director. You have good actors doing their best. The story was interesting. The set pieces are all well done. It looks like Angelina Jolie does most of her stunts and all that kind of stuff. But in the end, it was just like, oh, and it's supposed to be an earth-shattering story. I think part of the problem lands with Jan Dubont. He was the guy who was a cinematographer who moved into directing with movies like, um, well, uh, Speed 2. Terrible. Um, and he probably wasn't the guy to pull this one off, maybe. He said he had a hard time working with some of the people, that there were changes with the studio, they changed the script in the middle of the shooting, all that kind of stuff. He wound up liking Angelina Jolie, even though he called her a character to work with. Um, he didn't really have anything bad to say about her, or the act, just that he didn't have the best time working on the movie, again, because of studio interference. Plus, nobody told him that the game company would also have something to say about the story. Now, We've heard this time and time again over the years of, of Hollywood that studios interfere. Writers sometimes have more rights than some like directors feel they should and, and stories have to get changed and all that kind of stuff. I get that, especially with these big properties and millions of dollars. But the first movie had a budget of $115 million and made $256 million. This one had a budget of 90 to $95 million and only made $160 million. Um, in watching it now, 20 years later... It was very much stuck in a 90s frame of mind. It's very much a 21st century movie. The special effects are decent, but the overall feel of the film feels like something that was written in the late 90s, that it was made for the action movies of that day and not so much 2003, even though we were still waiting on John Wick and stuff like that. The set, like I said, the set pieces are great. Um, it, the whole movie plays out as it should, and that's the biggest problem with it. It plays out exactly. They pulled back on the on the family stuff from the first movie with the John Voight character, um, her father, and dealing with her past. We still had the nerdy guy helping her. We did get to go to the manor for a little bit, but there was a lot less of Laura Croft and a lot more of just the globe-trotting adventure Indiana Jones kind of thing. My biggest shock for the movie was Gerard Butler. I had no idea he was in this movie, did not remember him being in this movie, and was he even a big star 20 years ago? He looks really young. If he hadn't started talking, I wouldn't have recognized him at first. But anyway, he's the co-star of the film. Daniel Craig was a co-star in the first one. They really did good with picking these guys before they got huge. I think Angelina Jolie was fabulous. She, like Robert Downey Jr. in Iron Man, she was perfect for the role. She had the body. She had the acting ability. You know, with a little hair and a little makeup, she looks like Laura Croft from the video games. That was a brilliant casting. 
But after the second one, she felt they did all they needed to do and she really didn't want to make another one. And then the thing sat there for a while until they finally rebooted it in 2018 with um, Alicia Vikander. Is that how you pronounce her name? Um, I think she was fabulous. I thought that movie was really good. I thought it was better than either of the original Tomb Raider movies. And yet it, it didn't really stoke the fires of fandom and nobody got behind it. The games are all fine. I've been playing the game since the beginning and, and they did. They kind of went down in quality for a while and then they came back up and the last few have been great. Um and I did like the 2018 film. I have it on 4K, and I really like it. I pull it out every once in a while because it's an exciting Tomb Raider adventure. I would have liked to have had a little more story, but I thought she was a decent Laura Croft. She didn't look as more as much the part as Angelina Jolie did, but she did fine, and I thought she carried it well, and the movie was fine. So rewatching Cradle of Life, it's got this big, you know, world-altering story that in the end we just kind of decide, nah, we'll just leave this and we'll go about our day. Um, sometimes I have a problem with movies that, that build up this end of the world kind of Pandora's box thing. And then all of a sudden, hey, never mind. Um, cause why would you leave something there? But it's hard to get to. I understand. Why would you leave something there that somebody else could later come back and get? Maybe, maybe not. Anyway, uh, I thought some of the plot twists were interesting. Like I said, all of the set pieces, all the action, it all plays out very well. It was fine. It was entertaining. But when it was over, it was like, this feels like such a 90s throwback. When you're used to things like Deadpool and John Wick and the current state bullet train, the current state of action movies, this one feels like a huge throwback. But as video game movies go, it's not bad. You know, Rotten Tomatoes, I think it's like, 20 something 24 percent or something like that it deserves better than that it's a it's a decently made film it just doesn't all come together and make you go wow that was awesome i don't know that the first one did either i'm going to rewatch it again real soon but like i said i don't usually watch things out of sequence like this i just had a, a chance to pick up a cheap copy of this the 4k review it's good but not fantastic um it is a good transfer it was um i think it's an upscale i don't think it ever got a 4k native transfer but it's not bad um had a little bit of grain the hdr colors popped well um everything looked great looked very cinematic very film-like they did not upgrade the audio it's got a nice lossless 5.1 surround sound which was fine but i i am one of these guys give me a dts x or a uh, dolby atmos something object based it just it gives more depth and more dimension to the sound I don't know that either one of the Tomb Raider movies will ever get the full uh, 4K native restoration and upgrade to Dolby Atmos. So if you want to pick them up and you're a fan, at least the second one looks pretty good, sounds pretty good. Had a decent amount of extras from the original Blu-ray. Um, all in all, it's a fine movie if you're a fan of Tomb Raider. If you're not, I'd watch the first one before I'd watch this one. And the new one um, that came out in 2018. I think those are better movies. But this one was fine. As a sequel, really fine. As a sequel to a video game movie fine you know it it'll sit fine in the collection i'll pull it out every once in a while if i'm watching all of the tomb raider movies but this would not be the first one i go to your gerard butler fan want to see him in an early role he does a great job in the film i think he runs that fine line between you know that kind of that han solo thing is he a criminal or is he a good guy i thought that was pretty well everybody else in the movie does fine uh kieran hines who's the bad guy he chews scenery wonderfully as a bad guy always um yeah, it just, you know, when it was over, it just felt like a throwback action movie. It was, I would have liked to have seen Angelina Julie, Jolie do more of these films. It would be interesting, but at this point in 
the, everybody's career and 20 years down the line, it is time to reboot it and do something else with it. She's a great character. Um, and like I said, the, the 2018 version was a step in the right direction, more realistic, more gritty, less 90s action hero kind of movie. But all in all, Tomb Raider, uh, Lara Croft Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life, such a long title, was okay. It was fine. It, it's not a dog of a film. It's not a bad film, but there are better films out there. So if you're a Tomb Raider fan, put it in your collection. The 4K is worthy. It's just not like a must-have, but it's okay. It's not a bad upgrade. I did pop in the Blu-ray, and without the HDR, it just looked kind of drab. It, it really was a decent 4K transfer. Tomb Raider, the second one, 2003. Did you like it? Did you not? Let me know. Let's discuss. And I'll get to the other two uh, now that I've revisited this one. Why not? I'm Scott. I'm Rockfile. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen to a podcast. It's wonderful that you do. I have more on the way. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.